all the books we've never read, the podcast that encourages you to tackle those literary white whales in your life, whether it's a classic you read Cliff Notes on in college or the 500-page tome you really want to read but can never seem to get through. I'm Sarah the Library Girl, your book club host and fellow never-finisher, and we'll get through this together. I am so excited to jump into talking about Little Dorrit with y'all. But before we get to this week's reading, I wanted to give y'all <clears throat> a little background to this book. Little Dorrit was first published serially, as many Dickens novels were, over 19 months, about halfway through his publishing career in 1857. It was preceded by A Christmas Carol and David Copperfield, and came before A Tale of Two Cities and Great Expectations. It has gotten the movie treatment three times, once as a silent film, and has been made into two miniseries, the best, in my opinion, being the 2008 one with Claire Foy and Matthew McFadden. Okay, let's be real. I've only ever seen that one, but it's really good. Um, but enough on movies. This is a book club, so let's jump in, shall we? This week, I had originally intended to cover um, chapters 1 through 5, but due to reasons I'll explain later, I'm going to only talk about chapters 1 through 4 today. Chapters 1 and 2 are set in Hot as Blazes, Marseille, a port town in southern France. When I asked for comments on what you all had been um, thinking about this reading this week on Facebook, um, Kelsey M. said, So many words to say that it's hot. And indeed, the picture is so well painted for us, it seemed as if my own face might be melting off before I finished page 2. But that's all just to set us up for the contrast of the cold, dark prison cell where we meet our first two named characters, Monsieur Rigaud, the Frenchman, and Jean-Baptiste Cavalletto. Rigaud is awaiting trial for having allegedly murdered his wife and possibly her former husband, um, and Cavalletto is a jolly Italian with an impeccable internal compass who was arrested for smuggling. Um, Rigo is taken away to trial, accompanied by a howling mob, and we have yet to hear how that turns out for him yet. I asked you guys in a poll what you thought, um, what your thoughts on Monsieur Rigo were. Um, 40% of y'all said that he was unjustly imprisoned. 60% thought he was shady as heck. Personally, and maybe I'm too deep into the, um, true crime side of things, his story is super shady to me. He's an abusive husband, and then his wife just happens to dash herself upon the rocks. Yeah, red flags. Um, in another part of Marseille, we meet our other characters of Chapter 2, also imprisoned, um, but quarantined for plague in this case. Um, <clears throat> they are world travelers. Um, those that are named are the Meagles family, Mr. and Mrs., Pet and Pet's companion slash foster sister-ish, Taddy Corum. Mr. Clenham, he's a businessman, and Miss Wade. The Meagles family already are one that I love to hate for all of their talk of practicality. They are really silly indeed. Um, the discourse about Taddy Corum's name really cracks me up. Uh, Mr. Clenham, I like as his even keel, um, uh, manner seems to see through the Meagles' silliness, and Mrs. Wade, oh, Mrs. Wade, um, though at first you think she's a cool single girl doing the travel thing, after her conversation with Teddy Corum at the end of chapter two, I kind of smell a snake. So chapter three and four find us in London at last, 
bleak smelling dead London where apparently Sabbath laws are really really strict um, Mr. Clenham, Arthur, as we learn his first name is, kind of drags his feet about going home. And once we meet his pious puritanical mother and the creepy Jeremiah Flintwich, it's easy to understand why. Um, it's honestly a wonder the man grew up to be half as well-adjusted as he seems to be after we read about his parents' relationships and the secrets his father kept to death, which Mrs. Widow Clenham refuses to divulge. I heartily approve of Arthur's decision to separate himself from his family business. Get you an honest and happy job, my boy. The only nice people we meet in this chapter are um, Affery, the nice little housekeeper, who kind of reminds me of um, Peggerty in David, David Copperfield. Um, and we can only hope that she was a nice influence, a good influence on Arthur as a youngin. Um, and then Little Dorrit, the first mention of our titular character, the quiet shadow of a girl who is attending Mrs. Clenham. Chapter 4 is short and sweet and full of what-the-what moments. Um, Afri sees weird shady biz going down with her husband and his doppelganger, um, and the husband chokes her out to convince that her that was all a dream. So, yeah, that's a good start to um, our reading. And that, actually, is where the first installment of the original series um, would have ended, and that is why we're only going up to chapter four today. I found the schedule of chapters broken down as, as Dickens serialized it, and feel that it would add to the reading experience if we could read it in the same way 19th century Londoners would have. Sounds good? Okay, good. So um, now I wanted to reserve a portion of um, our time to just read out loud a couple of favorite quotes that either you all have chosen or I had underlined while I was reading um, this verse. First one comes from chapter two, fellow travelers. Um, my friend Sarah, who is a mom of a toddler and an infant, um, shared this one um, with an interesting thought behind it. This is when the Meagles are finally let out of quarantine prison. Mr. Meagle says, <clears throat> But I bear these monotonous walls no ill will now, said Mr. Meagles. Um, one always begins to forgive a place as soon as it's left behind. I dare say a prisoner begins to relent towards his prison after he's let out. Um, my friend Sarah said in her comment, um, this resonates with me after every rough night with a baby. As soon as the sun comes up, it's almost like it didn't happen. Um, it kind of goes along with one of my favorite Anne of Green Gables quotes um, about how tomorrow is fresh with no mistakes in it. Um, yeah, it's kind of nice to have new starts. The other quote that I wanted to share with y'all was from our descriptions of London. Um, and this was about rain, and as a pluviophile, it really stood out to me. In the country, the rain would have developed a thousand fresh scents, and every drop would have had its bright association with some beautiful form of growth or life. In the city, it developed only fail, stale, foul, stale smells, and was a sickly, lukewarm, dirt-stained, wretched addition to the gutters. I felt that painted a really interesting, if not all so beautiful, picture. If you have any quotes that you like as you're reading, um, feel free to, you know, post them as a comment or, you know, post them as a post and tag me in them, um, and I will share them here. I'd love to share any of your thoughts or your favorite parts as we go along and read, um, which, um, 
means I should probably remind you all of where to find us on Instagram. We are at um, Books We Never Read and the same on Facebook. Um, I post the same thing pretty much to Instagram and Facebook. They, you know, they're synced. Um, so, you know, pick whichever community you like, whichever platform you like better, and just jump in and, you know, say hi and engage with us there. I'd love to hear from you thing uh, before we wrap up for today is our character roll call um, at the end of every episode I'm just going to go back over the characters especially since um, Dickens has so many um, just so we can kind of keep track of them so in the four chapters we have read so far we have met the two guys in Marseille prison Monsieur Rigo the Frenchman and Jean-Baptiste Cavalletto um, the Italian uh, gentleman or not so gentleman um, in the quarantine, we meet the Meagles family. Again, that's Mr. and Mrs. Meagles, their daughter, Pet, who is about age 20, and her companion, Taddy Corum. We also meet um, Mr. Clenham and creepy Miss Wade there as well. Then finally, back in London, we meet uh, Jeremiah Flintridge, his wife, Athery, and Mrs. Clenham, and then finally, um, our own little Dorrit. And that wraps up our character roll call for the week. And that wraps up our episode for the week. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope um, you guys are ready to read some more. We're going to be re reading chapters 5 through 8 this next time. Um, and hopefully we can get more on a, on a pattern with that. Um, and yeah, that's all. I don't really have a sign off yet. So I'm just going to say happy reading, y'all. And I will talk to you next week. Goodbye! Reading books together cause we can't do it alone. This is all the books we've never read. All the Books We Never Read is written and produced by me, Sarah the Library Girl, and our theme song is by myself as well. Our book this month is Little Dorrit by Charles Dickens. Thank you for joining.